the Flushing Girl from Flushing, the nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, Miss Fine. Welcome back to another episode of Oh, Mr. Sheffield, the podcast where we talk about Fran Drescher's hit sitcom from the 90s, The Nanny. I am Shandi Pasquale here with Toria Sheffield. This week we are talking about season two, episode 21, Close Shave. This one, we've got a little bit of a change up, was directed by Dorothy Lyman. Huh? Never heard that name before. That's a new name for you, right? And it was written by Elliot Stern. Uh, this oh. is the episode in which well, Fran, well, I mean, Maggie well, becomes a candy striper at a hospital and then she ditches the job to go on a date and Fran fills in and then has to shave Mr. Sheffield. Well, you just, yeah, that is, you just, that was the whole episode in a nutshell. That's the summary. But, but I thought it was interesting in that, um, Usually the episode titles have to do with like, you know, you understand why it's called that from very early on in the episode. Yeah. The shave didn't happen till like last last couple minutes. So so it was very confusing. I really didn't know why it was called Close Shave for a very long time. Same. The woman who directed this episode, Dorothy Lyman, she's an actress first and foremost. She's been in like a thousand things. Let me Google her. She has all. She was in multiple episodes, uncredited, of the nanny, playing like little tiny roles. And then her name is Dorothy Lyman. And then she's got like little bit roles in like everything from like, you know, the blacklist uh, last year or in 2019. She she was in the movie Blow with Johnny. Johnny Depp, right? Yeah, Johnny Depp mm-hmm. and and I think Penelope Cruz. She was, I mean, she just has like little guest spots. She was on the TV series Life Goes On. Oh, blah, dee, oh, blah, dah, life goes on. Uh, yeah, man, she was on Mama's Family. Well, <laughs> All my and, children. She, and she directed this episode. Yeah, she directed this episode and then, not, and then not much else, like a couple other things. So I don't know. She directed a lot of episodes of this show. Um, she starts to come in, I guess, in, in some of the later seasons. That's so but cool. Really interesting. And then Elliot Stern, the guy who wrote it, um, he is uh, – he got one episode of The Nanny, just this one. Um, and then he did like a bunch of sci-fi stuff. Oh, like directed sci-fi stuff? Written. Uh, Total oh, Recall yeah, TV series, La Femme Nikita TV series in the 90s. He wrote an episode of Time Cop uh, TV series. Um, he, he also wrote a bunch of Home Improvements uh, oh. Episodes. So, <laughs> oh, that, yeah. Uh, yeah, which is notoriously based in some really hardcore sci fi. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's interesting. It's an interesting career to go from like home improvement to coach to the nanny to like total <laughs> recall 2070. <laughs> um, well, in this episode, it starts off with Fran explaining her credit card payment system to Niles, which is, of course, like a huge disaster. It's sort of like, I use my Visa to pay off my American Express. I use my Optimum card to pay off my Visa. I did. It's like one of those things, which is yeah. just like horrific and gives me anxiety. And Same. no sooner does she finish explaining that, does Maggie waltz in right after Mr. Sheffield and she's into the kitchen and she's like, Dad, I need some money. Just $50, though. <laughs> and then he goes... 
He's like, but Margaret, I just gave you $50 yesterday. Which, by the way, $50 in 1995 oh was a, a lot of, if I had asked my parents for $50, they would have been like, for what? <laughs> oh, I know. And she's literally, he's, he's literally like, I gave you $50 yesterday. And she's like, but I spent it on clothes for school. And he's like, but don't you have a uniform? <laughs> she literally like pouts and is like, but Danny, I love you. And then, and then she goes, and anyway. I thought we were rich. And I, I wrote in red, this firmly establishes that Maggie really is the worst Sheffield kid. Yeah, <laughs> and she is. It was like, and I go, at least Brighton is funny and good at canasta. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he's got a talent. He's you got know, a hidden talent. He's, yeah, he's got an it factor. Well, and I mean, look, part of the problem with that is that we've really still now, you know, almost two full seasons in have not been given anything about Maggie. She cared about the environment one time for story purposes. And other than that, she's into boys and, and not much else. Like well, we know and I'll say, nothing about this girl. Yes. I completely agree though. I will say as annoyed as I was at the beginning, the episode does do a little bit of a turnaround in this department. I mean, we don't, I don't know if it's going to stick with it for more than this episode, but I was like, Oh, I was like, I, I like what they did with that, but we'll get there. But yeah. I mean, I'll, whatever I'll just say, she basically ends up really enjoying her candy striper job and clearly like loves medicine and, yeah. and is super, super fascinated by like all the gross gory details. And I was like, cool. I I'm glad. I, I'm, I, I bet you any amount of money, uh, and 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 keep in mind, uh, audience, we watch this as as young young whippersnappers, and then sort of it didn't it wasn't really available until recently, and then we decided, oh, we'll rewatch it episode by episode. So we have not spoiled future episodes for ourselves. Um, but I'll bet you any amount of money she never mentions the medical field ever <laughs> again. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see where this one goes. <laughs> but the, oh, so the thing is, though, so she's asking Mr. Sheffield for money and Fran intervenes and she's like, you know, she's like not to interrupt the gravy train, but I think maybe it's time this kid gets a job. Like it, it would teach her some responsibility and it would teach her the value of a dollar. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Sheffield at first, he's like, Oh, he's like, don't you think maybe she's too young or, and he's like, and I, you know, and I don't want Margaret to, to take a job away from someone who really might need one, which I was like, you know what? That's actually, that's actually nice logic for Mr. Sheffield. Um, but whatever, but, but, okay. but, then, but then, um, Fran's like, well, she could volunteer. Um, and Mr. Sheffield agrees. And Maggie is at first irate. Um, because she's, like, she's, she's like, I have to go to work and I don't get paid. Yeah. Um, and and Fran's like, well, Stupid. she could be a candy striper. Or no, I guess we don't establish that she's a candy striper yet. But it's established before the opening credits that Maggie is going to start volunteer work to hopefully make her a little more responsible. Do they even – I can't remember. Do they even mention the hospital – like hospital work at that point or they just no, are no, no. calling it, it volunteer work? They're calling it volunteer work and then it's like the next scene after the opening credits. Mr. Sheffield is in his office. This is when Cece oh, right. comes running right. in and she's like, Sorry, I'm late. My cooking class ran ran over. And she yeah. has Mr. Sheffield try whatever she made in the cooking class. And it's I love apparently this bit. yeah, he's so revolting that it's so revolting that she spit he spits it out into a napkin while her back is turned. And then when she gives him a homemade tortilla, he <laughs> tosses it out the window um while she's not it's, looking. It's a really a, it's a great bit of physical comedy too, because Niles is there. And so like all of this is being facilitated with Niles' like very subtle help. So like he like takes 
takes a like Mr. Sheffield takes a bite and then CC turns around and Niles picks up a plant and Mr. Sheffield spits like spits in it and then CC turns back around and hands him like a tortilla or whatever and then he's like ooh and then she turns around again when Fran <laughs> enters and Niles just opens the door and Mr. Sheffield just chucks it outside. Yes, yes, yes. It was great <laughs> it choreography. Was so- so well directed Um, (laughs) that's what made me kind of look into uh, that's why i did a deep dive on that director because i was like oh this is really good i wonder what else she did um but she's not really a director but i i thought that was such a good bit um that got a laugh out of me yeah it was very funny and this is when fran comes running in and is like oh we officially got maggie a volunteer job as a candy striper. Yeah. And in fact, this is where Mr. Sheffield's like, are you sure she's responsible or mature enough to be doing hospital work? Um, and Fran sort of says, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, and then we cut to the actual hospital where we start with kind of a dark joke because Fran is in some sort of like um, waiting area in the hospital. Maggie's in her candy striper dress or uniform. And Fran's like, you know, like, it's so good that you're doing this. It's very good karma to help people. And then she sees what seems to be an old lady sleeping on like on a, a gurney. Bed. Yeah, yeah. On a gurney. I, and she's did, like, I love this bit. Yeah, I thought this goes, was so funny. She's like, like, look, let's go cheer that old lady up. And they go over to the sleeping woman <laughs> and Fran goes, oh, like, I bet you'd be cheered up with a little makeup. And she like literally puts some blush and eyeshadow on the woman and goes, there you go. And then when they walk away, we see that it was actually a dead body and a hospital worker like puts the sheet over her face and wheels her away. And like Fran and Maggie never know. Only the audience does. Which is just, <laughs> again, very funny and silly and great directing. Yeah, and dark, um, very dark. Yeah. And, and, you know, this is the scene where, um, you know, we kind of get a hint that Maggie actually might be totally good at this job because yeah. Fran's like, don't freak out. Don't worry. Like, look, over there, it's just a needle. The person's just getting a shot. It's not a big deal. And Maggie's like, yeah, I know, Fran, it's not a big deal. At which point uh, Fran passes out and face plants. Yeah. <laughs> it's another great physical comedy beat. Um, and this, ugh, so so then we cut to like a few days later. It's at the mansion in the living room, and Maggie is in, uh, is is on the couch with her boyfriend Peter, who we've okay. never met before. But this guy sucks. Well, we, yeah. you're right, we have met. Okay, you're you're totally right. We have met Peter before, but yes. not as Maggie's boyfriend. Right, but this is a character we've actually met before. Yeah, the same guy. So this mm-hmm. guy was from. I recognized him and I was like, wait, I don't understand what's going on. (laughs) So, okay. In the episode with the strike, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Brighton hires this random dude to pretend to be a designated driver for like him and his friends. Like that's the episode that like the B plot is Brighton's trying to convince Mr. Sheffield to let him go with his friends to like New Jersey. And they're like, no, 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 no. Like our older brother, like my friend's older brother is going to drive and like, it's going to be fine. And like, then this guy shows up, this guy, Peter, who, who we find (laughs) out they had found at the gap. And that comes back around in this episode because it's, they mentioned that Peter works at the gap. Yes. So it's a little, a little like, you know, insider uh, baseball with the show. It's very weird though, that like, Okay, I have here's my questions. Number one, has Peter seen Brighton and Maggie at the mall together? 
like before all of this. Like obviously he's interacted with Brighton enough that Brighton paid him money to come to his home. But like, does Peter know when he starts flirting with Maggie? And like, it's not going to be answered. I'm just asking you. Does Peter know when he starts flirting with Maggie? Oh, that's the hot older sister of that little boy, that little rich boy whose house I went to. Or does he go to meet Maggie at the house and show up and go, what the fuck is wrong with this family? <laughs> what? How could this possibly be the same two people? Like They like- probably – I bet you he- – I bet you it's like, uh, you know, sometimes New York can be like a small town if you only frequent the same areas. Sure. So Maggie and Brighton, you know, often go to the same gap. Right. There's a chance, you know, they've seen each other. But so he's a handsome kid, um, but he's so obnoxious as a boyfriend because, yeah. you know, Maggie and he are sitting on the couch and she's literally excitedly telling him all about her new job and how she loves, you know, like, helping, um, you know, helping the patients and this and that. And he's literally just like ogling her and is like, show me that pouty face again. And then they start making out. Um, and she's not bothered by this at all. Yeah, no, it was um, super gross though. Like he so did not give a shit about like what her goals were at all. But so Fran comes in and she's asking everyone what they want on their pizza. And then this is really funny. She's like, and Brighton, what do you want? At which point Brighton comes out from under the tablecloth of a nearby end table. So he's clearly been spying on his sister and her and uh, Peter as they, uh, you know, have been making out on the couch. Yeah. Which is, um, which is just kind of gross. Uh, but you know gross. what? But I will say this. Little siblings do that all the time, but then there is a button at the end of this episode, which makes it gross. I don't know if that's true. I had two little sisters, and they never had any interest in watching me make out with any girl that I brought home. See, I I feel like little siblings, they spot – well, there was a thing is there was such a big age difference between you and your siblings. Like, you want to spy on your siblings to, like, hold it against them later. Like, because then you're like – I'll tell dad that you were making out with your boyfriend on the couch. Like it's, you know, it's, it's more that kind of thing. So and, little, and a lot of times little siblings, like they're just like so intrigued by like the world of older kids that so that's like, what that is. You're saying you spent like older, <laughs> you're like little kids are extortionists. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but it's like when my sister, they'll uh, blackmail you. My sister is four years older than me. And yeah. there is a period of time where it's like anytime she had friends over, had anybody over. Oh, this is just all you I wanted to do. You no, just wanted yes. to extort your sister. <laughs> no, no, not even extortion, but it's like you just wanted to be there. Like I wanted her to let me in the bedroom. I wanted her to let me overhear all the conversations. And it was, you know, it's that classic trope of like get, sat get there out. and watched her make out with somebody. Is I guess what I'm asking. Uh, you would have just like, sat there and watched that. At what point have. would you have felt uncomfortable? Like if they were just kissing, you would have been fine. What if he like put a hand under her shirt? Would you have been um, like, maybe I should leave now? Or would you have been like, this is also fine? I probably would have jumped out and humiliated her and been like, <laughs> been like, gross. And then she would have screamed at me. Mm, okay. Like you, but, I guess you just had angel little sisters. That's all I can say about that. You're, you know, consider I mean, I was lucky. also like eight years old or six years older than, than, than my middle sister so it's like <laughs> it was also it was just it would have been weird you know if a I mean, six-year-old had been watching me at 13 i mean i don't know I, it's weird it's it's so weird <laughs> i don't think it's appropriate well, is what i'm saying i will say this so it gets very inappropriate when we get the it button does. at the end of this episode yes. which we'll get to later we'll get my to point. <laughs> but so so um you know 
this happens. We find out Brighton's been spying on them, blah, blah, blah. Brighton, you know, Maggie's like, get out of here. And he goes running out and, you know, Fran, uh, you know, leaves the room for a second. And then we find out that um, Peter is is inviting Maggie to a concert the following night. And she's like, oh, she's like, but I'm supposed to work at the hospital. And she's like, oh, I'll just get someone to cover, um, which is kind of, you know, the whole point of this job is that she's not supposed to shirk responsibilities, you know, for random fun stuff. But, right. you know, that's what she's doing. So he leaves and Fran comes in and um, and Maggie's basically like, um, Fran, like, so I got invited to a concert tomorrow and I was hoping someone I really trust could cover for me. And Fran's like, well, sure, yeah, as long as you really trust them. And then she suddenly realizes that Maggie is asking her to do it. <laughs> and at first she's like, no, no, no. Like, I'm supposed to be teaching you responsibility. And then Maggie does the same thing she did to her father at the beginning of the episode where she's like, but I love you so much. <laughs> it totally works <laughs> on Fran. And Fran's like, okay, fine. She's like, but we're going to tell your father because like you know we're not gonna start lying to him at least not yet she's like save that for when you start coming home with your shirt inside out <laughs> so um <laughs> then maggie leaves and friends and mr sheffield comes in and and he's clearly not feeling well um because he's also had dinner at cc's that evening a dinner that she cooked yeah. and um you know, his stomach is really very upset and niles is also kind of jealous because he's been quote unquote like uh, basically cheating on, on Niles in terms of <laughs> cooking. And Niles is like, well, he always comes home for breakfast. <laughs> um, so it was kind of this funny um, little metaphor. Um, but so Fran goes up to Mr. Sheffield and she's about to tell him that Maggie has shirked her responsibilities for the following day. Yeah. But he, before she can, he's like, no, Ms. Sheffield, not Ms. Sheffield. He's like, Miss Fine, I, I just want to tell you, you know, you've done such a wonderful job with Margaret. Like, you know, this idea of getting her a job, I, I've seen such a change in her. And like, we have you to thank. You're remarkable. So then she literally can't bring herself to like, have him take back to tell him and then mm -hmm. have him take back his compliments. <laughs> so she just doesn't tell him at all. Um, so it's, it is a secret, which will complicate things later. If you didn't, if you didn't know that was going to come. Um, so the next day, Fran, she, she sneaks out of the house. Um, and, and be right before she does, we establish that Mr. Sheffield is still not feeling great, um, right. in his stomach. And at this point where you like, okay, now we know what's happening, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, this episode was, I felt like, um, like it was predictable, but it was also, but, but like that was as a result of everything that happened just happened to like add to the plot, but like it, it, it didn't like flow, you know, you know what I mean? I, I mean, it was just everything like, that happens is just design is, is by design to get them to this one scene. To this one scene. Yeah. <laughs> like it was all about just like getting Fran in that room for whatever reason, preparing Mr. Sheffield <laughs> to go into surgery. <laughs> and that, like, I think, is a weird thing to base an episode around. I just think... Well, it, but it's here's the thing, though. It's like, it only bothers you when you can kind of, like, feel the mechanics at play. Because, for right. example, there's the episode where everything is sort of set up just to get Fran to dress up like a man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it doesn't feel that way. It no, so it does doesn't. not feel that way. No. Yeah, you're right. Um, 
But so, uh, but that's, you know, whatever. They can't all be winners. And there was no. a few, there was I mean, a look, few fun parts. 20, I think there's like 26 episodes this season. Oh yeah. That's yeah. There's ridiculous. a lot going on. It's so many, so many things. Um, but so we cut to Fran at the hospital with the other candy stripers. And it's funny because we see that all these other girls are reading like 17 and teen magazine. And yeah. um, Fran is reading longevity. The joke being that, like, she's by far the oldest candy striper. Yeah. Um, and she basically, you know, gets told to, you know, go, uh, like, restock a random room. So then we cut to her in a private hospital room where she's now just sitting on a bed reading a magazine, um, clearly not doing her job well. <laughs> um, and this this joke actually made me laugh. But the phone in the hospital room rings and she picks it up and she's like, Ma, how'd you find me here? <laughs> Which kind of just contributes to the joke that Sylvia is constantly calling Fran and like, you know, just like asking her where the TV guide is and is asking her, you know, why this TV is not working. And, but so that was a funny beat. But so while right as that's happening, a patient gets wheeled into the room, but it's one of those rooms where there's like a curtain dividing it. So you can't actually see Fran if you're entering and it is no other than, or none other than Mr. Sheffield, almost unconscious because he's getting um, anesthesia and CC and a doctor and the doctor is going, it's, it's appendicitis, but he's going to be totally fine. He's just going to have a routine surgery. And the, the audience is like, ah, you know, because it's like, oh, no, Fran's going to get caught. She's not supposed to be here yep. and she's not supposed to be covering for Maggie. And now Mr. Sheffield's going to find out. But again, like the stakes just didn't feel that high. It didn't at all. <laughs> um, but so, you know, Fran is like cowering behind the curtain. And then we have this beat where um, as Mr. Sheffield is going under because of the drugs, um, he, the, one, the doctor's like to CC, she's like, He's like, are you the wife? And she's like, uh, yes. And then she kisses Mr. Sheffield on the mouth while he's unconscious and yes. then runs out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not okay, but also so sad. <laughs> um, but then, and this is the big scene we keep talking about that, you know, everything in this episode is designed to lead up to this. And I apologize. If you love this episode and you have nothing but great memories of this episode that's totally fair like it's a fun yeah, it's funny a fun funny episode there's a lot of great moments in it it just like, for it's me very- i think tori nailed that i could see too much of the mechanics of trying to like like so many things just happened to push us to getting fran into that uniform that like i i it almost feels like they would have been better off just putting fran as a volunteer in the hospital for the episode and building to this um and, you know, but but it also has a lot of very, like, Lucille Ball-esque comedic beats for Fran, which is great and, you know, yeah. really showcases her as a comedic actress. So, again, it's not like this was some horrible, terrible episode, but I think we so the episodes that are so good are so good that now we're developing kind of a high bar um, for this show, I think. Um, but... Uh, oh, so Fran has been behind this curtain and she clearly like quickly put on like everything she could to mask her actual appearance. So when she comes out from behind the curtain, she looks like an OR nurse. Like she has a mask on and like a, a one of those hair caps on and she's her whole body's covered up in like kind of a surgical gown kind of or not gown, but like scrub situation. Yeah. And so she looks like a nurse. So the doctor in the room looks at her and goes, Nurse, this actually did make me laugh. I need you to prep me for surgery. And she just <laughs> looks at him and she goes, uh, 
okay. And she's like, uh, you're a doctor. You're great. You're going to do fantastic. <laughs> you know, thinking like she's going to prep him like, psychologically <laughs> for surgery. And that did make me laugh. And he's like, no, prep the patient, shave him. And she's like, oh, okay. And he like hands her a razor and shaving cream. And she starts shaving Mr. Sheffield's <laughs> face. <laughs> and then um, the doctor's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I have no idea. Like he, he like, he didn't even need to shave that badly. <laughs> and he's like, I don't mean shave his face. And then she's like, well, then where am I supposed to? And then there's just, you know, realization dawns on her. She's supposed to shave his like genitals and abdomen because like, this is like lower body surgery. And at first she freaks out and tries to flee. Um, <laughs> at which point the doctor yanks her back and is like, just do it now. And my note is, this is a terrible doctor. Like, yes. This nurse clearly is out of her element. But, um, but so that's when, yeah, you again. Think, you think at some point the doctor would have flagged like, ma'am, who are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so this is when we have probably like the most – I love Lucy moment of the episode where yes. she realizes what needs to be done. Yes. So she kind of like very, very exaggeratedly like, like lifts his um, surgical gown without actually looking under it, starts spraying it crazily with, uh, <laughs> with shaving cream while also like looking anywhere, but actually like at his genitals. Yeah. And then she doesn't really know what to do. So like over the gown, she's kind of trying to like massage it in without actually like <laughs> touching him. And it's very, very funny. And uh, then Niles happens to walk in holding flowers. And by the all. way, good job keeping a completely straight face throughout all of that for uh, for Mr. Sheffield. Oh, right. I thought that as well. Because also yeah. it's got a tickle, right? Yeah, it's got a tickle. It's got to feel weird. Like, <laughs> and he just... <laughs> completely straight face, like unconscious, like played it really well. I would have laughed. I mean, I'm sure I mean, there, there's got to be great outtakes. Of, that's of that. why he's a, that's why he's a professional. It's true. That's why he's a professional and I'm doing a podcast because I yeah. would have giggled. You're just a big old nobody. The whole time. Very ticklish. <laughs> I'm very ticklish too. Is that true about you? Oh yeah. Very ticklish. I don't Me like it. Me too. And I don't like getting tickled at Same. all. Neither does Elizabeth. So it works. It's like yeah, a that's um, cool. mutually assured destruction uh, uh, in our house where it's like well, if either one of us tickles the other one, like it could end everything because we'll, <laughs> well both just, I also you know. think it's dangerous because if someone tickles me, I, I can't control it. Like I'll kick Same. out. Yeah. I lash and, out. So does Elizabeth. Yeah. People have gotten hurt. Yeah. No, like I said- it is mutually assured. Like early on in the relationship, we both discovered like, oh, anything can happen if we tickle each other. So we can never do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> but so, okay. But so great job, Charles Shaughnessy. We commend you. Um, and I'm so ticklish that when I get a massage, sometimes <laughs> it like tickles, you know, like it's very, like sometimes I'll like jump and like the last time i got a massage the person was like are you okay am i hurting you and i was like no it just tickles and, oh and they were like <laughs> there was like a long pause and they were like okay so should i keep going and i was like yeah it's fine like i'll just because i like tense up because i know it's gonna you know it, it's <laughs> no, no no i mean it's i'll say the worst for me is when you're getting a physical and you know they like push at your stomach to make sure you don't have anything like yeah. lumps or anything yeah i first of all it's like i'm already on chondro. like i hate the idea that my stomach is just out getting like touched cold by a cold-handed stranger but then i start giggling and i have to go i'm sorry i'm just so i'm just dick i'm just tickling. <laughs> 
much. But like, I hate it so much. I do too. Um, but okay, tickling is, so. tickling is for babies. That's for babies, you know. And 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 then I think oh, about how it feels to me, and I'm like, maybe we're torturing babies while we tickle them. Maybe they're like, don't have the capacity to be like, I hate this. I mean, that's probably a lot of stuff that we do to babies, you know. Yeah. Why would a baby want to be in a car seat? That sounds horrible. It's true. That's also why I'll never force my baby to change their diaper unless they want to. <laughs> you need to tell me what you want. I'm not going to. Uh, this is not. Hey, the baby's telling us that he likes his own filth. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a fascist. I'm not going to force anything on anyone. Freedom of expression here. <laughs> uh, All right. so, we got way off the rails. So, um, but no sooner does Fran start massaging Mr. Sheffield's genitals, does does Niles walk in very yes. sweetly with flowers. What a nice gesture. And yeah. he just goes, he goes like bucking for a new raise, Miss Fine. <laughs> so, um, and that's the end of that, you know, scene. Um, wah, wah, we, wah, then, wah, wah. <laughs> we then cut, you know, then like, that's almost the whole episode because yeah. the last scene, it's just a few days later. We're in the Sheffield's kitchen. It's evening time. Fran's making herself a Sunday. And um, we established that, you know, Maggie's still loving her hospital job. She's still dating Peter. And then, um, Mr. Sheffield comes in and he's in his bathrobe and Fran's like, oh, Mr. Sheffield, so glad that you're so nice to see you out, you know, up and about. Glad you're feeling better. So he's clearly been recovering post-surgery. And um, then he sort of, he leans on the counter and he's like, you know, I had the strangest dream while I was going under Miss Fine. And she's like, oh, really? And he's like, yes, I dreamed that I was married to Miss Babcock. And you were my nurse. And she like, you know, kind of like looks like uncomfortable. She's like, that was the drugs. Uh, just the drugs. Uh, make you think crazy things. And he's like, quite right. Well, good night, Miss Fine. And no sooner does he say that, does she start shaking the whipped cream can for her Sunday yes. and spraying it on her ice cream, just like she did with the whipped cream. Yeah. Um, at which point he gets this like this look of recognition on his face because clearly he's like wait i didn't imagine any of that and he's just like miss fine and then it's freeze framed yeah. and that's the end of the episode so uh-oh they didn't she didn't actually get out of it yep you and know then what they don't show you is he beats her within an inch of her <laughs> life with the whipped cream can right after that <laughs> it's crazy how these sitcoms really <laughs> They always freeze frame right before the the brutal assault, <laughs> the brutality. But then the button of this episode, the one that we kept referring to, it's you know because sometimes what they'll do is they'll have a scene in the episode and then they'll kind of like show an extension of that scene at the button. And so this is in the button. They go back to that scene where Maggie and her boyfriend were making out on the couch, and you know Brighton gets caught, you know spying on them, and he runs off, and Fran goes. Ugh. He has been a nightmare ever since we scrambled the Playboy channel. And you're like, ew. <laughs> ew. Wait, so he was yeah. like getting off on that? Like, yes. Oh. Yes. He's a little hornball. <laughs> that, that's where I was like, okay, now I've lost the thread of what Brighton is doing there. I thought Gracie, he was just being a little jerk. You know, I thought he was being a little jerk. Gracie's the only safe child. Yeah. So, I mean, house. that's why she's in so much therapy. Yeah. Yeah, but she, I mean, because I was like, you know, if anyone, Brighton would definitely try to extort his older sister from Mighty or something. You know, that's you know no. that would have made sense if that's what the joke was. No, but dude, he was just pent up. <laughs> he was just under there. 
pleasuring himself. Just just banking it for later. Oh god. Um so <laughs> also why that, did they have the Playboy channel descrambled in the first place? Who's oh, so watching ha- the Playboy channel? <laughs> Wait, so you have to you have to it comes scrambled she, and you have to do it comes scrambled. She said ever since we had the Playboy channel scrambled. So that well, means me- that it that that it 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 wasn't, and then they were like, Oh, time to lock this up. <laughs> oh, you, well, obviously Niles ordered it on Mr. Sheffield's credit card <laughs> and then just told everybody that it must have just come that way. <laughs> I mean, I right, think there's tracks. a lot of ways that that could um so let's move on to segments. Time for segments. And now, segments. So, segments. Yeah, no, I think we should move on to segments. I to say we can move on to our segments. And now, segments. Segments uh, with Sean and Toria. So, you know, be, as we discussed, this wasn't one of my, like, highlight episodes. So I didn't have a ton of favorite parts. But I did really like when, um, when Maggie is trying to convince Fran... Uh, to cover for her at the hospital. She's like, please, Fran, it's our eight-week anniversary. <laughs> and Fran goes, eight already? What is that, lint? That was, was that just- was the line I wrote down. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's funny. I didn't think you were going to flag that one. I like but, that uh, line. No, because, you know, you get like, you know, for whatever, what is it, like 10th anniversary, you get diamonds. You it's get, like, what, pay- yeah, yeah, what all this it? stuff. What are uh, they? List them out. I Tell don't me. know. We, we had, remember, I would. I think aluminum is time because didn't we say we were going to wear our aluminum hats for our 10th episode? <laughs> oh, right. So, anniversary. We did say that. We're so stupid. <laughs> okay, I, I got it. I got it. First year is paper. Second year is cotton. Third year is Second leather. Second year is cotton. Yeah. That sucks. Fourth year is linen. So, actually, fourth year would be lint. Because it's linen. Um, fifth year is wood. Sixth year is candy. Seventh year is wool. This, this wait. What is this? Oh, these candy? are tra- this is traditional themes, modern themes. Sorry. Okay. First year clocks. Second year china. Third year crystal. Fourth year appliances. Fifth year silverware. Sixth year wood. You know then, what? What is this? this I know. Is I so, have to oh, say, tenth no. year is diamonds. Right, right, right. Because that's when it gets no. like nice. I actually think. It would be a really, really funny thing or fun thing to do with a partner where it's like you stick to this, but you have to be really creative. And maybe that's not like the only thing you get them. But like, I think that would be a cool framework to do that with. This like punishes you the longer you're married because like your 40th year is ruby, your 45th year is sapphire, your 50th is gold, 55th is emerald, 60th is diamond. It's like, oh, okay. So we're supposed to get richer as we get older? What's happening? It's because every year you're married is another year of punishment. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, well, yeah, I think that, that, no, but I think that. that's exactly it, though. It's like, you know, the the classic take is you you grow in prosperity as you age. That's, I think, yeah, probably exactly what that's about. Yeah, but this is modern times. No one has <laughs> this, a savings. I, this is... This was um po- this was post war America. I feel like I feel like now it's like people would be like, okay, well, I guess uh, we've been together sixty years. I got to get you a diamond, so let's just cancel our insurance. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, oy vey. Uh, all right. Um, um, so, was there? Wait, Yiddish? I had one more. I oh, had, had one. No, line. I had one more favorite thing. Okay. Um. Oh, I I really liked when the doctor said, "Nurse, help me prep for surgery," and she just starts complimenting him. <laughs> oh, I. You know what? I did like. Um, I did like. Uh, Fran goes. I need a doctor. And the nurse goes. What are your symptoms? And she goes. I'm 30 and single. And the nurse goes. That's funny. 30. <laughs> Fran's, Fran's face was hilarious. Hilarious. She kind of like, she kind of like looks like busted herself. <laughs> um, which is funny because in real life she was about 37. And honestly, she looks great. Oh yeah. She's she absolutely. And she, she clearly doesn't do like Botox or anything. Like she, it's like her natural looking yeah. awesome. Yeah. So for Yiddish. Okay. Yeah. There was, this is interesting. There was no Yiddish in this episode, but that's right. The episode kind of featured a lot of like upset stomach, like bathroom jokes, like more than true, usual. Like true. there was kind of a lot of like, you know, Mr. Sheffield's like, oh, miss, like I have a feeling I might be a uh, tasting Miss Cece's dinner for a second time this evening. So you're like, ew, is he going to be burping or throwing up? And then like, and then he asked uh, Fran, like if she has anything for an upset stomach and she literally like opens her purse and she's like, what do you need? Uh, Bino. And she just starts <laughs> listing all the anti-gas medicine she has in her purse. And so this kind of y- led me down a Yiddish slash bathroom related rabbit hole. Mm. And I found out that in traditional Jewish law, which is called the halacha or halacha, I think, I don't know, someone's going to correct us. Um, if you fart while studying the Torah, <laughs> you can't keep studying until the fart cloud has dissipated. Same with prayer. So they're like, <laughs> so they're like, hey, listen, if it happens, it's fine, <laughs> but don't keep reading the Holy Scripture. Just like step away for a minute till, till the smell dissipates. <laughs> And this is because, this is because, so the very definition of, of holy or something that is holy (laughs) is that it is, is that it is separate. Like it is separate and it is special from the mundane of everyday life. Mm. So as soon as you start, you know, just mixing the holy things with just the mundane things, those things, they stop being holy and separate Mm. and special. So, so it's to help keep those things special. So you're also apparently like, you're not supposed to think about anything. They frown upon reading the Bible on the toilet, for example. No, I was literally going to say another thing that's forbidden (laughs) is like any type of of thinking about prayer or spiritual things while going to the bathroom. That's when I have my most profound thoughts though. (laughs) Well, then you're, you're making them you know, dirty and, and you're taking away yeah. their specialness. That's why I worship and- Satan. <laughs> so nanny trivia. Yes. You probably thought that you probably thought the Yiddish was the trivia. You got confused. Cause it was more like, I could have used it. I'm always both, confused to be honest. Um, but you know what? Actually we, we, I, we already covered this. The nanny trivia was just that Maggie's boyfriend, Peter was also in the episode, the strike. Um, so we covered that. Okay. <laughs> Sean, you're not going to be happy about what, why the friend or the CC. You, you just tried so hard to get us away from this topic of conversation. Yeah. I said, I said, um, Fran having an upset stomach. Oh, no. Fran having a purse full of gas medicine is literally me. And then I said, but I'm also a ter- terrible cook, which could make me the CC, but I would never take a cooking class because I'm not a joiner. So I oh. think I'm the Fran. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So I also constantly have indigestion. 
So I have like Tums and I take an indigestion medicine every day. So like, I feel like I was this, the friend and I'm a really good cook. Oh, so you are I, I would never take a cooking class because of my hubris about how good my cooking already is. Oh, also, I'm see, lazy. Yeah, I just I hate group activities and I don't like cooking. Yeah. I don't care about it. But I, I, I like very... cooking and I I would like watch cooking instructional videos online and like learn how to cook new stuff. But I don't I I don't like group setting class. I'm not gonna go do that. No, uh, who wants? Who needs to be able to be strangers? Same. Um, but but no, I have I actually sometimes wonder. I'm like, are Jews a gassy people or I don't know? Yeah. But like, yeah, we're, we are. No, I think I, there's a lot of stomach issues, a lot of IBS. Of all of it. Yeah. Hey, folks, <laughs> if you have uh, stomach issues uh, and you're also Jewish, uh, let us know. Hashtag uh, Jew problems. And if you have tummy issues and you're not, also let us know. Hashtag uh, Goyam, Goyam aches. Um, <laughs> and you can tell us all about that stuff on our Instagram and Twitter, which is Oh, Mr. Chef Pod. That's with two Fs. Oh, Mr. Chef Pod. Um, and be sure to find the show, seek it out, stalk it on uh, yes. Apple Podcasts. And Make then, us scared. Make yeah, us scared. Ooh, stalk us on Apple Podcasts and then leave us a great review. Spooky. Although by the time this comes out, it's like December. So ho, ho, ho. What a gift. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. That was that was an episode we that decided episode. That, that's, that this is how we're going to end it now. Very, very awkwardly. <laughs> <laughs> we're just you guys we're just excited for something podcast related so we're distracted and it's uh, weird by the we're time excited for something that already happened by the time you hear this episode yes and you'll yes. have already so, heard so you know why we're excited now for the thing that you probably already heard like a week or two if not more ago if that yes. makes sense and right. that is a cryptic way to close out mystery. Yeah, that's, that's called a – I mean, it already happened, so that's like a reverse tease. <laughs> it's called a failed teaser. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. The Flushing Girl from Flushing, the nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, uh, Miss Fine. <laughs>